Hello, and welcome to your spiritual journey. Right now, your soul is speaking to you. I'm Jenny Israel, and I'm a medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. It is my mission to help you learn the tools you need to heal your life and discover your deeper purpose. In each episode, I will allow spirit to speak through me, and we will explore energy forecasting, teach you how to raise your vibration for overall wellness, increase your emotional intelligence to open up joy in your life, and guide you into spiritual evolution using topics such as energy healing, emotion code, sacred geometry, numerology, tarot, crystals, channeling, and much more. Take a deep inhale, let it out, and listen to your soul speak to you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Speak with Jenny Israel. This is your Soul Tribe Saturday report and podcast. And today I am very excited to introduce you to Ruby. Ruby and I have known each other for a couple of years now. And I really wanted to get her on to talk to all of you um, about her own journey and then how that has influenced where she's going as a professional. And what I find really important about this conversation is that she's 22 and newly 22. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that we've done a really good job of covering a completely different age group, you know, of what spiritual awakening looks like for women in, you know, the 30s, 40s, 50s range when we were established already as moms or inside of our careers or and started to have these, you know, midlife health crises and, you know, things like that popping up. And that landscape is something that's been very well established, but we have yet to have a conversation with a young person who's also gone through this and is still going through this um, to see what that looks like, you know, as far as a real spiritual awakening inside of what is also health. And so I'm going to let Ruby tell you her story, first of all. And Ruby is, she's a certified health coach, and she's in the process of working way, her way through her certification to become a nutritional specialist. And a lot of her background currently um, inside of what she does is, is inside of the realm of women's health and empowerment. And I think for good reason, um, you know, her own health path, as she'll tell her testimonial, led into a lot of that. And so I'm going to ask her to, to give her story first and then kind of allow her to, to show us how that bridged into um, what would be uh, an amazing connection inside of what she does for others that incorporates this body-mind connection. So Ruby Juices. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited. Oh, thank you so much, so much for having me. This is really such an honor and you are just have been such a big light and driving force in my story and my awakening as well. So a big thank you to you. I'll just kind of start off. I like to kind of relate this back to childhood, right? So as a child, our hearts are open to loving to its fullest capacity and literally living out loud, right? But along our journey into adulthood, as we get older, we're meant to make decisions with our minds rather than our hearts. 
causing that to disconnect to our emotions, what we truly want, and can even bring up feelings of fraud, right? That false sense of identity as we get used to doing the right thing. And you can, can't see this, but I'm using quotations around doing the right thing because we begin to agree to or go along with things that maybe don't resonate with our core values and our core beliefs. And I personally tend to fall into that people-pleasing spectrum, if you will. And I found myself somewhat lost as to what my identity truly was, what my God-given strengths actually were. And all I had to go by was what other people thought of my actions, the way I held myself with kindness. And I categorized myself, you know, as just that nice girl who made people feel good, feel pleased, leaving only one important character in my story unpleased, which was myself. So really it all started at the age of 18. I was diagnosed with the autoimmune disease Hashimoto's. Um, I had PCOS, pelvic floor dysfunction, and anxiety, all coupled together really at this one point in time. And it really seems like everything had come to a head at that point. Um, you know, I was exhausted of feeling like, why me? My systems were offline. My body, mind, and soul literally had been switched on to the static station of the radio, like I like to compare it to. And really, with just like my exhaustion driving me, I surrendered. I ignited my prayer and my faith. I focused on loving my body and not shaming it for the inconveniences that it was putting me through. And I looked inward at the emotions that were coming up for me, what they meant and how they reflected into other areas of my life. Because my motto now is things don't happen to you, they happen for you. So, you know, one of the big realizations I've found along the way and continue to find is that awareness will become the best of friends in your life. I coach my clients on bringing awareness to their systems, but what I found was emotions that come to the surface, like for example, for me, the fear of rejection, guilt, worrying about what other people think about you are not coming up to keep you stuck or to take you away, take away from your well-being or your success per se but they're coming up in order for you to become aware of them and to let them go because these thoughts do not serve you anymore. They didn't serve me. And oftentimes we get caught up in the drama of these thoughts and the emotions that come with them. Um, but I realize that the body doesn't want you to hurt. It doesn't want, it wants you to heal and it wants you to move forward. So we can bury, because you know, we bury these emotions down with the, I will deal with this later mentality, right? Like I'm guilty of this. And then later rolls around and it brings about visions, limiting beliefs, emotions from the past. And that's really the body's kind of like assertive way of saying, I'm ready to get this gunk out of here. Because at this phase in my life, this is something that no longer serves me to believe and to hold on to. So that was another big piece of my journey that I really had to come to terms with. I had to, you know, surrender. That was a big, you know, especially in quarantine, you know, like, my ultimate goal in life is to constantly be growing, constantly be trying to meet the person, you know, I was put here to be. That's my ultimate goal. So, you know, with emotions coming up and, you know, this is going to be an ongoing journey for me, emotions coming up, I realize that it's, it's not to hold me back. It's meant to push me forward and to go into the next phase of my life because these limiting beliefs just, I've outgrown them. And, you know, this is where the emotional fitness, like Jenny has mentioned before, comes into play, right? Like being able to know what is true to you, know the foundation of what you value as an individual, 
how do we build trust with ourselves? This was something I really, really, you know, wanted to dive into. How do we tap into at least two to three of the God-given strengths that only we can bring to the table? Because again, I believe we were all born with blessings, with gifts, with an ultimate purpose that only we specifically and uniquely can fulfill. It's like our, our, our destiny. I personally think the recipe, if you're going to ask me, you know, what the recipe of a happy and fulfilled life is, is to tap into these gifts and how you use them or how you chase them is the story of your life. So I'll ask you this, this is something that has really, you know, been big for me and I'll say slowly, slowly, (laughs) um, do you ever think about what you think about? I'll say one more time. Do you ever think about what you think about? Because are your thoughts chaotic? Are they focused on the past? Are they focused on fears or limiting beliefs or worst case scenarios? Because your attention, where your energy goes, your attention flows. And this can work both for and against us. And I've experienced both. So I'm a great, you know, perfect spokeswoman for it. When we focus on blessings, gratitude, success, growth, we begin to only see those things because we're constantly looking for it. And our brain begins to filter out anything that doesn't align with those things. But consequently, you know, when we focus on our problems in our lives, we only see or even attract more problems. So this is why the mindset of things are happening for you and not to you is a great way to switch from that fixed mindset to one of growth, seeing your challenges, you know, as opportunities. And this again was a huge theme in my whole journey. So um, Ruby, um, I want to, I want to ask you because yeah. it occurs to me that there's probably actually quite a few people listening to this that have kids mm-hmm. your age or near your age. And I, I want to ask you, so, I mean, the majority yeah. of what we're looking at between ages 18 and, and now, I mean, this is, this is your college life and I'm wondering if you could give us a little bit of insight as to, I mean, as we know that this is a, it's a path of, of destruction so we can rebuild, right? Mm And so you were, there was the the health crisis itself, but Mm -hmm. can you give us a little insight as to how this affected just your, your life structures in general of being a young person and going through this? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I mean, it's so interesting because now I'll try to look back. Right. And um, I've almost have locked out. It's the same idea of like, you know, burying these, these deep emotions, these deep pains that we go through. You know, I, when I was in college, mainly this kind of manifested for me. Um, I've always, you know, been more on the emotional side, I'd say from when I was younger. Um, you know, I was a competitive figure skater. So I was in that whole environment, my whole life constantly striving for perfection, um, constantly striving to, you know, be better than your competitor. So that was tough as a young girl, but in college when kind of these, all these things came to fruition for me was it was, it affected all aspects. It affected friendships. It affected, you know, the way I looked at myself, the way I looked at my life, it affected my schoolwork. Um, There were some days, you know, where I just, I was like, why can't, you know, I just be normal. Like, why me? Like getting into that whole idea, you know, why me? I couldn't go out like my other friends could because I was exhausted or I had a headache or I was sick. Um, And I really, you know, 
that in that moment, I was just like, how do I, how does one keep going at this age like this? You know, it's, it's not a fun and easy road at that point when you're faced with those emotions, the physical and the mind, you have the anxiety, you have the physical ailments going on, like the headaches, the nausea, the, the sick, you know, having that autoimmune condition where you're constantly susceptible to, you know, you're in a college campus, you're constantly susceptible to the, the new illness on the block. So that was a piece. And then the soul, you know, like not being in touch with my identity, not knowing who I was following the pack. Um, so that was a big, a big struggle for me in that time. But like I, like I mentioned, igniting the faith, showing love to my journey and being there for my healing. Cause it didn't have to be linear and accepting that and building off of that was, was a huge turning point for me. When did, when do you think that happened? Is there like a moment that you identify as like, uh, I'm sure there's been many turning Mm -hmm. points in the process Mm -hmm. of peeling that onion back, but um, Mm -hmm. is there one that stands out for you as that turning point when you started to really understand a deeper connection between the mind and the body and the faith and all of that? Yeah. So one particular instance comes to mind. Um, so I had, when I was going through my, you know, autoimmune treatment with a doctor, multiple doctors, there are a couple, you know, like elimination diets that you had to follow and things like that. So there was one, I remember it was super strict, but I'm totally, you know, I'm totally up for a challenge anytime. So I was like, I got this printed out all the papers hung them up in my dorm room. Like I was ready to go. And I did it. You know, I, I stuck with every recommendation for three months, you know, cold Turkey did everything to a T and I felt really good. You know, I genuinely felt like awesome. And then my blood work results had come back and everything had gotten worse than when I first started. So for me, seeing all the hard work that I put in and feeling better, but at the same time, seeing how, you know, my, my levels have progressed was really a turning point. Cause I ultimately was like, you know what? screw this. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I don't understand. It's I, like, I just studied for three months straight and got a giant yes. F on my exam. I was like, are you kidding me? What the heck? Um, but then, so then I went kind of backwards. I was like, I'm going to have alcohol. I'm going to go back to do eating all the foods that I couldn't. And in that moment, as I was, you know, bringing these foods back in and I started to, again, not feel so good again, I started to realize, you know what, this is, this is something bigger, right? Like, it isn't just about, you know, what a doctor is going to tell me or what my levels are going to say. It's how I view myself and how I can rely on myself and empower myself to, to be comfortable in doing what works for me and to be comfortable in doing what makes me feel good and feel like my, you know, my most authentic and best self. And if eating, you know, foods that, because I was, when I was following that program, I was feeling good. So if eating those foods and focusing on my mindset and getting back in touch with my core values, my core beliefs was going to make me feel good, then I was going to do that. You know, it wasn't about, I kind of relate it to almost like being able to know that you hold the key to your healing, that knowing that when all else fails, you still have you. And that's a big piece of what I center my work on today and aspire to as I continue through um, that you are the expert at you. So you can get all different answers, all different places, and they can look all different ways. 
as you know, I showed you, like I felt good, but my <laughs> results said no. And we wanted to try a new plan. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it comes down to you and you're the expert at you. You know what's going to fill your cup the best to make you, you know, the best version of you. Well, that kind of, I mean, I, I have to imagine that couldn't have been an easy thing to go through as, you know, we, I, I mean, now I'm in my mid forties and I look back mm-hmm. at those years of college were like the best years of my life. Yes. It was like throw caution to the wind and just <laughs> make some really bad decisions. You know, yes. it was like that, that forgivable time that we have mm-hmm. in our life where we can, you know, do those crazy things and, and mm-hmm. still have plenty of time to recover <laughs> from mm-hmm. it. But, you know, to, to actually have the awakening come at you at that point in your life. Mm-hmm. That could not have been easy, you know, from a yeah. social structure perspective from, I mean, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it definitely like, even now, as I continue to go through my growing process, and like I mentioned, you know, continue to level up to who I'm meant to be and getting closer to that perp- ultimate purpose, my God given strengths, it has brought me all different ways. It has brought me to feel lonely. It has brought me to feel you know, isolated, confused, because I'm like, you know, why isn't everyone else on the same page as me right now? You know, everyone grows and heals and develops at their own time and their own, you know, frequency in, in space. So I was almost feel blessed to go through what I went through because I knew from that early age that I was meant to be, you know, in this nutrition and wellness community. I watched food, you know, literally save me. And I felt this urging, almost like call to action to ensure I could support and guide more people in their own healing and wellness journeys. Because I just felt like, you know, more people had to know about this amazing life force energy that food was fueling me with. And my, you know, my self-care and my self-love and finding out my strengths was doing for me and transforming for me. So as it was difficult to, you know, at times wrap my head around. I feel so grateful to have gone through it at a young age and for every experience. I never, I don't regret anything in my life. I've kind of like, you know, gone past that because I really do feel everything happens for your greater purpose and your things are put into your life to strengthen you to level up. Like I was mentioning. Um, And, you know, when I first started with my whole healing process with food and things like that. I focused on adding in. I was always told like nutrient dense foods, nutrient dense foods. Right. And I was like, what the heck is a nutrient dense food? (laughs) And, um, it's literally just fuel for your cells, like fuel for the beautiful machine you're given. That's how I viewed it. Um, and not only does food have macronutrients, you know, like our protein, carbs, fats, they have micronutrients, the things that are almost like our cells, little battery packs, like your vitamin A, B, D, potassium, magnesium, all these things. And when they work in harmony, you know, it's, it's literally the cells utilize this and utilize these nutrients in every which way for muscle growth, phase one and two liver detox, energy, repairing and clearing. It makes up who we are. So it's really turned me into like the little nutrition nerd I am today. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yeah. So of, I mean, you, you mentioned the, the limiting beliefs and, Mm -hmm. and you know, that that's like one of the core of, of my whole process, you Mm -hmm. know, um, for my clients, but I want to know what does that look like 
for a 20 something year old Mm -hmm. who's getting in touch with herself really for the first time and understanding even what a limiting belief is Mm -hmm. like identifying that. And then what did that look like in your life? How was your life mirroring that at you? Yeah. So definitely a bunch have come up for me. Um, A big one that I really struggle with and at times, you know, even struggle with was I'm not enough. That was a big one, whether it was I was looking at myself in the mirror or whether it was in relationships, you know, even sometimes with family life, I would just always come back to the root of it all would be, you know, I'm not enough. And that was something I believed for a long time. Then I, I even also realized that I was kind of associating that with like destination happiness syndrome. I don't know if anyone's, you know, experienced that. But that kind of brought me into a world of consistently thinking that I would not be happy until I was at a specific place in time in my, you know, my schooling, my career, my specific weight, you know, that was a big one for me. So the things were coming up around that and that reflected again, like into different areas, into my emotional eating, into the way I viewed myself and the, the places I put myself like in relationships and environment, I believe that you are almost a product of your environment. So the quality of your life is dependent upon the quality of your relationships, your environment. So putting myself in places that maybe didn't align with the core of who I was, but what that limiting belief chose me or brought me to believe. So that was a big, yeah, big, you know, limiting belief in, in my my whole process of, of where I am. And now you've decided that mm-hmm. you're going to take on the world and be an entrepreneur. And so, I mean, again, like what, what was that like? How did, okay. So this is, this is the, the, the question you chose to take on the limiting belief of I'm not good enough and mm-hmm. starting to, to turn that on its head by mm-hmm. you know, doing new things. So mm-hmm. inside of becoming this entrepreneur inside of your passions, mm-hmm. how has God given you opportunities to practice this new yes. belief? <laughs> oh my gosh. In so many ways. It's like, I, and I, the way I've almost kind of coach it as well when you don't believe something about yourself and it very it very much so rings true for you that limiting belief you know you know almost you have to kind of keep saying it until one day it clicks so you know I kept saying it kept saying it kept saying it kept saying I was like please dear god let me believe this one day and you know one day it really just did click I was like you know what yeah I am enough I'm more than enough and I'm empowered and I got this so <laughs> you know that has brought me into so many different areas that I brought up some other things you know some things that I'm still kind of trying to become aware of and identify because it's a whole new world for me now that I'm believing I am enough this brings mm-hmm. a whole new set of of opportunities not ch- challenges aka opportunities um But yeah, you know, walking into this whole entrepreneurial space, something I did not think, you know, was in my five-year plan after college. I just graduated in May 2020. So that was not something that I had accounted for, but something that almost I feel so called to do, you know, when I'm thinking about different areas of my life and where I could go, 
I don't see myself anywhere else, but right here in this moment, because, you know, however that looks for me, I know that, you know, I am enough and I'm enough to, to, you know, coach and guide and to be a friend, right? Like my coaching, my coaching is really based upon, and a lot of, you know, some of my clients will even say, it's like, we build this bond that's just like no other. And kind of walking into this, like, again, entrepreneurial space, it's, it's something that, you know, feels very different, feels very scary. <laughs> it's like a lot of people are, will, um, you know, related to that Taylor Swift song. It's like happy and miserable, something at the same time. <laughs> it's, like, it's beautiful, miserable. It's like, it's like, there's so many amazing, amazing opportunities, connections, you know, just ways and, you know, avenues to flourish and grow and spread you know, the mission statement really of empowerment and, and getting back to your ultimate story, your values, your beliefs. Um, and then there's also things that are challenging. You're like, whoa, what the heck? How do I, how do I do this? <laughs> but, um, but it's just kind of having that foundation and that core of, you know what? I love myself unconditionally. I am enough. No matter what happens, I got me. I will handle this you know, I'm never given anything that's too big for me. So that's been really big in this, in this whole you know, process too. Now, um, I already know the answer to this because <laughs> I get the benefit of, of getting the inside story from yes. Ruby and our relationship. <laughs> but I think that I, I want to address the, the, the age group that is close to you right now um, mm-hmm. in this question, because I think that this is something that is a really important thing to learn. And the the younger we can learn it, the better. Um, I mean, obviously this is going to be a message for anybody that's listening, but I want to talk about the, the distribution of, of our own personal power um, to the authority figures in our life. Mm-hmm. Because I know that this has been a really big learning curve for you inside mm-hmm. of coming into your own power. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is a this is an issue for a lot of young ones in your mm-hmm. age group that they're not, you know, it's like you're you're at an age where you're still looking for that outside validation of mm-hmm. like, tell me who I am, tell me where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um and giving that authority to these other places in your mm-hmm. life. So I, I wonder if you might share just a little bit of your own testimony inside of, especially mm-hmm. coming into being an entrepreneur and kind of like rowing your boat down a different stream than yeah. <laughs> yeah. a lot of other um, young people your age. And so mm-hmm. I just, what's your, what is your message to other people your age, you know, mm-hmm. as, as far as that's concerned? Cause I know that that was a real, it was a real roadblock for you. Yeah. Totally, totally. And I'm, you know, like I mentioned, I'm the total people pleaser when someone, especially an authority figure, oh my gosh, but someone I look up to, they tell me something, I'm like, yes, sir. So um, (laughs) that was something that was really tough for me, especially walking into the entrepreneurial space as well. Now having that really come into play, be like, Ruby, you have to address this. My body's like, this, you know, you need to be aware of it and let it go because this does not serve you to think this way anymore. Um, so really what has helped me in that is building my self-confidence and my, and really self-confidence would be dependent upon your trust 
that you have with yourself, how you can trust yourself. So really my message would be, again, just in order to build that self-confidence, don't break promises to yourself, trust yourself, build that, that friendship with yourself in order to, you know, feel like you can bounce things off of yourself. It's like, you're almost like your best friend in this. And no matter what, like I mentioned, no matter what, nothing, nothing can take that away from you. You will handle it. You can get through it. You know, it's, it's not a matter of other people and their thoughts and their authority and their view of you. It's your view of you. It's how you can execute that. It's how you can show that to the world. It's not going to be, I mean, in order to, I feel, you know, be fulfilled and, you know, feel empowered within this space, within feeling like, you know, you're stuck within the authoritative space is to, you know, be able to set yourself apart, create yourself as an individual and not as much, um, you know, have your own beliefs, your own, your own values and separate those that are weighing on, on the external factors and the other people. So again, something I'm still trying to work through, but what I have, you know, bottom line, what I have found to be helpful is building the trust with yourself, keeping promises to yourself, um, being there for you at the end of the day, before you're there for other people (laughs) and putting yourself first. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's, you, you put it beautifully and, you know, also going back to some of the other things that you were saying about, you know, reevaluating your core values and Mm -hmm. your, your faith. I mean, Mm -hmm. that faith connection and, and trust is so intertwined with faith. And, you know, even now, you know, in this next phase of my own journey, really learning Mm -hmm. that um, the only authority that I need to answer to is source and that everything else it's, you know, what are they, they, they call it false idols, right. In the, in the scripture, but we've done a really good job of creating a culture and society that teaches people to divide their own personal power amongst those that they consider authorities in their life. Mm -hmm. And then we feel so lost and helpless. So we can't make our own decisions because of the Mm -hmm. fact that we're too busy worrying about like, who's going to tell us what to do next, you know? Mm -hmm. And And ultimately, then we never actually take responsibility for the decisions that we're making because it's like, well, that person told me to do this or that sounded like a good idea. So I, you know, I'm doing that. Never really stopping to think about exactly what you said. Do you ever think about what you think about? And Mm -hmm. that's actually something that somebody else said something (laughs) similar to me this week Mm -hmm. that was, um, she actually was from her Bible group and they were doing their scripture study. And the, the question came up, the provoking thought question was, what do you obsess about? Hmm. What are you constantly thinking about? What is that thing that you obsess about? And that's where you got to go. You got to go into that thing. Are you obsessing over the results of what you're doing? Are you obsessing over the outcome? Like, is there issues of failure or success in there? Is there, you know, like you were talking about rejection, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things. And so, you know, it's what I think so special about you, Ruby, is that you were able to to tune into this at such a young age to start to realize that the only real authority that I have to answer to is myself and to mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And how do I feel inside of that mm-hmm. space? So bef- 
in this is kind of like a two-part question, but I feel like the sure. answer is kind of going to be the <laughs> same for both okay. because I do think that you know, outside of the fact that you're 22, you, and we talked about this last time we were together. It's like, you I don't care what degree you have, like mm-hmm. your PhD comes to your life experience. Yes. And, you know, so there's, how do you feel you do well working with any age group? But inside of that same question, I also mm-hmm. want you to share your own personal results. Mm-hmm. that you've been able to create through your mm-hmm. own practice, yeah. um, how your health has changed, mm-hmm. how your body has changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've gotten a very good idea of how your mind and <laughs> has shifted. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people that are listening to this going, oh, well, that's all well and good, but help me lose 20 pounds. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, looking at the the general age range of my audience, you're you're looking at, you know, postpartum, you're, Mm -hmm. you're looking at perimenopause, you're looking Mm -hmm. at, you know, these different things. So I'd like you to, to show the results you've had inside of your own life. Mm -hmm. Um, and that regardless of the age that you are, how these principles can apply to anyone. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So my own, you know, journey, like you said, the mind was a big one. My physical body, I was able to luckily, you know, working with amazing doctors and getting their ex, you know, amazing advice. I was able to reverse my Hashimoto's disease. So I no longer have it, no longer have the markers for it. Um, I luckily caught it early, but again, a lot of that was, you know, looking inward as well. You know, I had that, the help I needed, the support I needed, the support group that I needed. And it was, I don't think I wouldn't, would have been able to be where I am today without the, in terms of my, my health, if I didn't look inward, if I didn't do the work within my own space to get better, to be kind and gentle with the journey, to allow it, things not to be linear. So that was a big one. My P I don't have PCOS anymore for anyone listening. Not fun. (laughs) I feel ya. Um, the anxiety went away after, you know, my body was so inflamed. I had pelvic, so all these things again to a head, pelvic floor dysfunction. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's really pretty much just like your pelvic floor is inflamed. Your muscles are really tight down there. It's really just, it's uncomfortable. It feels like almost you have UTI like all the time. Anyone who's had those, it's, it's pretty painful. Um, so that I no longer have, you know, I've really really, you know, just been able to luckily catch a lot of these things early, but again, healing every which way to manifest like harmony within the systems and to, you know, on the, so that's the mind, the body, and then the spiritual side, just being able to get in touch again with who I am, with what I believe, with what rings true for me. Um, And all of that really you know, bundled together makes for, you know, where I am today. And the way I kind of apply that within my, my work is being able to kind of facilitate the change in in guiding um, and instilling the idea that, you know, you are your biggest, you are your biggest advocate at the end of the day, your biggest cheerleader at the end of the day. So I almost mirror that back within my sessions. So it's not really as much about me. It's really not about me in the sessions. It's 
all about you and how can we instill and you know flourish and empower this belief that you it's there you know the belief in you it's there it's it's there I promise you no matter where you are in your life your belief is is there we just have to maybe tap into it harness your potential in that way and allow that to flourish and once we start to do that we start to really you know dive through the layers of limiting self-beliefs of ways that we can overcome challenges that arise as we go of tools that maybe can be helpful in maybe like just ideas that maybe you would have never thought about. And we can kind of dive into that and it can be totally transformative. So it's almost like I'm kind of your mirror in a way that we facilitate and guide um, the conversations. And it's almost like I help you talk yourself into change <laughs> by the questions that I facilitate and we talk about. And, um, you know, of course, education's always there, but really my, my role is to be your partner in guiding and supporting your client-centered approach, your, your journey, and everyone's looks different. There is no one size fits all, but the base of it is just showing love for your journey, being there for the process, being there for the healing. As things come up, we identify, we become aware, we move through, we let go, we do what we need to do in that, in that moment. And um, it's beautiful because what, especially with weight loss, um, we can begin to see long-term change because now we're, we're touching on all systems. It's not just calorie deficit, right? And oh, calorie deficits are huge, but what if there's an emotional piece there that's maybe causing, you know, us not to physically be able to be in a deficit. Like it's just too much. It's like almost puts the body into like a full shock. It's just like extra stress on the body that it doesn't need. Whereas we can really just focus on the stress piece and then just watch the weight fall off. It's really amazing as you begin to dive into different areas where the root is. Um, and, and so, yeah, so that's really a, a approach that I use with all ages of clients and, and building that, that trust, that bond, um, that we're in it together. Well, I think it's very appropriate considering kind of where we're all going at this point, understanding. And I, you know, I just did a little talk on this on one of my IGTVs where I talk about the difference between um, being separate from one another and being detached from one another is like, you know, the, the unhealthy version of separation versus the healthy version of detachment. And then also understanding what unity means that it doesn't mean that we like morph into one another and that we're all the same <laughs> person, but that we're very individual. We're very mm -hmm. different. We have very different backgrounds. We have very different current situations, you know, that, that each of us is very customized, which is why I love the coaching process because it mm -hmm. approaches you in that customized way, but that it doesn't matter what stage of your life you're in, mm -hmm. you know, and what that looks like, um, or even like the biological things that you're up against at the end of the day, where we all are the same is mm -hmm. the constituency, right? It's like, mm -hmm. we are made from the same stuff. Mm -hmm. We ultimately have the same origins yes. and our mission in life is the same, which is to be whole and be mm -hmm. happy and be healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and so, you know, this, it is, a it's a wonderful platform for mm -hmm. building wellness, the coaching, because yeah. like you said, the education is there, but it's really about 
the client. It's really Mm -hmm. about how they're coming in, how they're showing up, you know, all of those things and Mm -hmm. being able to mirror that back at them so they can get a real clear vision of Mm -hmm. where, where they're celebrating themselves and where there still needs to be adjustments. So Ruby, where can everybody find you? What's the best way to find you? So the best way, um, my website is www.wellness, so W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S with ruby.com. And then also my Instagram is wellness with three L, so W-E-L-L-L-N-E-S-S with Ruby. So either way, you could DM me on Instagram or send me an email um, through my website, my email address, I can just give you as well. It's, um, W no, not W it's wellness with Ruby at gmail.com. So that could be, you could just send an email there, or again, um, you can access that on my website. Awesome. Um, well, I encourage you all at least to go, um, follow Ruby on Instagram because she is very active in her content. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does all kinds of live workouts. She is starting to do more of this kind of stuff with the live mm-hmm. podcast. She has her own, um, IGTV channel as she's doing lives and, um, I have the inside scoop. I know she's developing mm-hmm. some really awesome programs that are going to be birthing mm-hmm. themselves in the future. So get on board now. Um, so you'll be able to be a part of those uh, wellness journeys when they're ready to launch. And Ruby, thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me today. Yes, thank you so much. This was so awesome. Thank you. And thanks to everybody that tuned in today yes. to, to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope that you took something away for yourself from this and that you'll come back next time for some more. And if you haven't already, come find me on Instagram at Jenny Israel CPC. You can visit my website for more information on how to book a one-on-one virtual or in-person at www.jennyisrael.com. And we are wishing you all a beautiful weekend and lots of health and happiness. And until the next time, love you guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Soul Speak. I'm Jenny Israel, medical intuitive, energy healer, spiritual activator, counselor, and teacher. You can learn more by following me on Facebook or Instagram at Jenny Israel CPC. That's Jenny Israel and then the letter C P C. If you would like to receive more messages from Spirit directly to your mailbox, visit JennyIsrael.com, scroll down to the bottom, and subscribe to my newsletter. You can also contact me through my website or social media to set up a one-on-one session or to check out my upcoming spiritual development classes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please help support my show by giving it a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Spirit and I will speak to you again soon. Blessings and light to all.